Because if you're trying to win the state championships and they just don't want to lose all, every single game, those are different goals. You two are not in alignment. The team should say in unison, we want to win the state championships. We want to go to nationals. That's what team culture looks like. A dynamic, universal team. Not everyone contributes the same things, and I don't hire for that either. I want different skill sets. I wanted introverts and ambiverts and extroverts. I want people who are really good with one-on-one communication. People are really good on group communication. I want people who are empathetic and compassionate and caring. And I want people that know how to get things done regardless of the emotion. You're listening to The Isaac Velez Show a podcast that inspires high performers to reach new heights and be better than their best. My name is Isaac, and I'm best known for my performance coaching, elevating elite athletes and entrepreneurs to unlock their full potential. On this podcast, I sit down and share vulnerable stories on my journey, lessons that I've learned, and I bring on high performers as guests to unlock new insights and share authentic conversations about what winning really looks like. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome everyone to today's episode on the Isaac Velez Show. Today we're going to be talking about your first five key hires. Now, this is going to be a combination of some of my experience within my own business. This is going to be some of my experience hiring for a different company as a wellness director. This is also going to be some experience from my personal mentor and coach, um, well, from two of them who tell me about some of the stuff that they do, just depending on scale, because sometimes these things are more needed at scale. I've had more people in the past. Um, you know, I've had less people in the past. I've had different cycles. So it's really just about what do I think are the best key hires. Now, to preface this, this is going to be for mostly online service-based businesses. I will give some advice if you're a brick and mortar. I will give some advice if you're in the e-commerce space. Um, however, I am more well-versed in the industry that I'm currently in, as well as my mentors are more in the service industry as well. So to start out, When it comes to hiring people, when it comes to choosing who you want to have on your team, the most important thing that I have found, and this is coming from the wellness director perspective, because I've hired over about 50, 55 employees over the course of the past couple of years that have worked under me. And I've learned a couple of different things about, you know, why they want to work for me, why they come back and stuff like that. And what I found is and this is also backed by by a research study, meaning and alignment of values is one of the most important things that you can have with a team. People need to find the work that they do meaningful, which means they need to see an impact. They need to be able to see that they're contributing and they're making a change. So an exercise that I love to do when I run my new hires, for, um, when I ran my new hires for the in that position of the wellness director is I would love to take two days in training. Um, and this is just strictly team training. And I don't want to talk about the job at all. Nothing about responsibilities, nothing about what the job entails. I want to sit there. I want to brainstorm five team values. What does an ideal teammate look like? What is the culture of the team that you have? What does that look like? What do you want to have? Do you want to be supportive? Do you want it to be on time? What do you expect from me? What do I have to do for you to be happy? And so we would sit there, go through the entire day, have food, talk, go different places, play a couple games. Whatever it was, because to me, that team needed to work like a machine together. And I was not above the team. I was part of the team. There's a difference between the captain and the players, but they all play on the same team. We're all looking to win. We're all looking to do things. And so that's the mentality you have to go. You're on a team. 
you are on a team and people need to feel that way. So if you're hiring people, do they want to be a part of your team? Do they say where the team is trying to go? Because if you're trying to win the state championships and they just don't want to lose every single game, those are different goals. You two are not in alignment. The team should say in unison, we want to win the state championships. We want to go to nationals. That's what team culture looks like. A dynamic, universal team. Not everyone contributes the same things, and I don't hire for that either. I want different skill sets. I wanted introverts and ambiverts and extroverts. I want people who are really good with one-on-one communication. People who are really good on group communication. I want people who are empathetic and compassionate and caring. And I want people that know how to get things done regardless of the emotion. People think about being well-balanced, and balance is good, sure. You can't always be balanced when you're ambitious, but balance in the, in the long run is a good thing. But don't hire someone because of balance. Hire someone because they contribute to a well-balanced team. You want the team to be well-balanced. You don't need everyone else to be well-balanced. You can have killers in one area, but they're not great in another area. And then you can have killers in that area that these guys are weak in, but are not strong in the areas that these guys are strong in. And that makes the team well-balanced. But enough about me. So I recommend this pretty much for everybody. And it can look different. But I would say hire a chief of staff, whether that's in person or whether you get a VA, um, which is a virtual assistant or executive assistant, a higher chief of staff. So chief of staff is going to be, you know, the highest leverage hire that a founder or entrepreneur can make, um, you know, and so this is typically contractors, so 1099s, um, and this is going to be, you know, someone that's highly organized. They're going to be your first line of defense. They're going to be organizing your task list. They're going to be able to see kind of what's coming up for you. And what's going to happen is it's going to help protect your time and help you manage what the team needs to do. This takes off the grunt work and the the tasks that need to get done on a repetitive basis, the repetitive tasks, and it outsources it to someone else who is able to handle those things for you so you can make sure you're focusing on the high income activities or the high skilled or high experienced activities that the team needs. And so... Chief of staff is great. I'm going to be honest with you. It's um, Some people call it executive assistance. Chief of staff to me is really what I like about it. But just having in a whatever capacity, whether it's just, it's really just having a number two, but a number two in a way that it's not like creative number two, but it's, I need these things done. And they're super adept at handling those repetitive tasks and being able to make sure your time is freed up. So for first five few hires, I'd say chief of staff, any business can use that. Absolutely. The second one for me is going to be the editor. If you're online and you have a social presence, which I think almost every business should be at this point in time, having an editor, whether that's long form, short form, or both is super, super important. I absolutely think it's crucial. Um, My editor was one of my first hires just because I needed the the content. Um, So having an editor, someone that can edit the stuff for you is absolutely crucial. So I would say the second hire for me is a content editor. If you're brick and mortar, this probably isn't as needed as you um, or as for me. So that's kind of a grain of salt. And we'll talk about some alternatives. Um, So I would say chief of staff, editor. The next three hires, it depends. In my business, that's a setter for third hire. It's a closer for the next hire. And then it's a client success manager. So in the online professional service business industry, those are the ones I have. I've had setters in the past. I currently don't use a setter because we changed a lot of the coaching elements of what we do in our business. 
And so while we're doing all this stuff, it just wasn't effective in that transitional period. So we don't have any setters at the moment. Um, and then, so for example, I've had setters, don't have any currently. The closers, I've never hired a closer. I currently do the closing now myself. But the one thing I will say is that we weren't taking calls before. It was just through the website that we were taking clients. Um, and now we do take calls because we want to see where people are at, just trying to see how we can help you guys as best as possible. So we do take calls now. I handle the closing. Um, so if you're interested in coaching, click the links down below. We'll be on the call. Um, and if you're not interested in coaching, hop on the call. We can talk about stuff. Just kidding. Don't do that. But what I am going to say is incredibly important is sales and acquisitions are going to feed the business. And sales and acquisitions come through a framework, which I'll get into in a second because I think you guys will find this super valuable. Uh, and it's called the LTV pipeline is what I call it, the lifetime value pipeline. Uh, and it's basically a couple different funnels. However, the last one, which I don't have at this moment, I haven't hired, but um, in my mentorship program that I'm in and in a different mastermind that I'm in, they have client success managers these people just make sure that you're good. They make sure you have everything you need. They make sure they check in with you, really just holding you accountable, seeing what's going on, what progression are you making. Um, so in one community, for example, he just drops in the morning in the group chat. And he's like, hey, what do you guys have to do this weekend to accomplish your week and make sure you're moving the needle forward? And that's just a nice check-in that it's great to have a manager like that because the retention rate of those kinds of communities is going to up because people feel valued and supported. Um, so for online service industries, like what I do with the coaching, I think those are the most important key, um, five key hires. I would say if you're doing any contract work, meaning any agencies, the only ones I would, I personally would think about would be videographer photographers. If you have someone in the area and you need to record content or accountants, um, you could have someone like a bookkeeper on retainer, or you could have someone do your taxes. Uh, those would be people that I would definitely not bring in house. Um, at first, but they're definitely useful to have. Now, let's take this on a different perspective. Let's say you're in, let's say brick and mortar. So you're in a retail, department stores, you have a restaurant, whatever it is, your business owner for a brick and mortar. I would still have a chief of staff, someone that can handle things and take things off your plate. That's very skilled and adept and quick. Um, super, super important. Secondly, I would just make sure I have, you know, someone that's super reliable in the customer service department or the member service department. Someone that is at the front, you know, of your restaurant, whether it's the registers and stuff like that, they're just really able to engage people. Um, like just having someone that can manage that, almost being like a like a like a client manager, almost like a member manager, just being kind of that manager on duty for you. Um, but also able to work the counters. It kind of depends on the, on the size of the place. But again, if it's your first five, a manager slash customer facing person. Very friendly, very sociable. Um, that's super important to me. So the chief of staff, your manager, is the first two. And then to be honest with you, whatever your business needs, some people need, you know, people working in the back end, like stocking. You might need stalkers. You might need pickers that moves things around. Uh, people that organize so sort of like a housekeep um, janitor service role. So again, it kind of also depends what your business needs. Brick and, brick and mortar can change. Because you have restaurants, you have cleaning businesses, you have lawn care businesses, you have all types of businesses. Um, but I would honestly say universally, the chief of staff and someone that has the capacity to be a manager who's very good with client-facing, customer-facing people, a very good customer support representative. 
I would say is the, the big two for any single business out there. Now, when it comes to e-commerce, I would definitely maybe consider someone tech savvy because what's going to happen is when you're taking order volume online at that capacity, you're taking all these products getting shipped out, you want to make sure the fulfillment cycle is good. I have a friend who made a serious, serious investment on accident um, into a lot of inventory because of glitch and fulfillment, and they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on things that they did not need because there was a glitch in the automation that placed orders to the manufacturer way beyond the scope of what they needed. So I think a tech person is going to be insanely important if you're in the e-commerce space. I would not say they're more important than the chief of staff, but I would put them up at number two or number three just to make sure that system's running smoothly. If you know how to do it, that's great. But back to the point of things. And I'm grabbing my iPad here again because I really want to emphasize some of the things about hiring that I have here. And that is you want to make sure that everything is moving the needle. And so for me, it's, you know, what is the task that's happening? What kind of energy is going to be consumed in these tasks? Like, is it is it draining? Is it, you know, motivating? Like workouts are me, give me energy. Um, you know, maniacal tasks, maniacal tasks, they take away my energy. Deep work tasks, they, you know, they consume my energy because it's just burning fuel because it's a lot of work. And what's the next step? Like what happens after that task? So I'm actually, it's interesting because I'm in a transitional period for my own business. I always used reminders for my stuff. So I used the Eisenhower, Eisenhower power matrix. So I called it the four D's of decision is what I renamed it to for myself. And it's do, delegate, decide, and delete. At this point, as I'm bringing on more team members, I'm switching over to Asana, which is a project manager, which I've heard great things about, started by, I think, a, a former you know UI designer at some big company. So far, it's been great. I actually just started today as I'm recording this. I'm very excited about it. But the thing about it is that just having a system for to-do list, and, I, and it's called, um, I like this from, a, from someone that I, that I follow on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, his name is Matt Gray. And he talks about the automate, eliminate, and delegate system. So it's like, what can you automate? That's the first thing. And then it's like, well, what things do you really not need? And that's eliminating. And then if you can't automate, if you can't eliminate it, well, then you got to delete it. Or sorry, you got to um, delegate it. You have to hand it off to someone else that's that's able to do that. And so those are the things I'm going to talk about for the, for the first five hires. That's the system. So I hope this is all helpful. The last thing I will say to you guys for today is just going to be Make sure that you bring people that are aligned with your culture. Spend more money on the premium versions of Indeed or you know Fiverr and Upwork for 1099 contractors and really get people that want to be there. They don't got to show up with a smile every day on their face because you know there's some days that just suck for us, but they got to find the work meaningful. They got to be able to move the needle forward and they got to be a team player. Uh, Will uh, Gadara on Unreasonable Hospitality talks about the Felixes of the world. They're basically superstars but they're super egotistical and they actually make the team worse because it's always about them. Even if you find a great person who's great at their job, if they're egotistical, if they're draining team culture, never sacrifice culture for a person. You always want to make sure that the culture is protected because when you got people dragging it down, when you got negative and pessimistic energy, you have to get that out. You have to get that out. You have to protect the positivity at all costs because if not, the entire business will suffer. I'm super, super excited for you guys to start seeing the interview series roll out. We have our initial interview run. We are going to be bringing on guest after guest. As of this moment, um, you guys just saw one go live with Grayson Lupas. Um, 
great. He's actually one of my coaches. Um, great guy doing great things in the business space. Highly recommend you guys go watch that episode. Go listen to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I have um, two more that have been recorded at this moment, and we have uh, three more on the books coming up within the next two weeks. I'm going to try to keep pumping these out. Hopefully, we'll be able to get there till May, um, just coordinating with um, with some folks right now. But I'm, I'm super excited. These interviews are going to give you these great conversations that give you the insights you need. But until next time, Veni Vidi Vici, I came, I saw, I conquered. That concludes today's episode of The Isaac Velez Show. If you gained any value from today, we'd be grateful if you share the episode and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you were looking to get more involved with us, visit our website, www.isaacantoniovelez.com and follow us on Instagram for daily content. See you in the next episode.